What's for lunch? T-double-B-L-C. Stay in your seat. What's for lunch today? Brown bag, brown bag. The Brown Bag Lunch. Welcome room. back, folks. T-double-B-L-C. Here with my co-host, Drew Luster in Essex, Massachusetts. I'm Curtis Quinn. How we doing today, Drew? Give us the daily rundown you always do and mention something about the weather probably because I heard it was nice out. It is. It was beautiful out today. Uh, when I was talking to you earlier, it was beautiful out. But boy, did it take a turn. It was mid-60s, almost hit 70 in some places earlier today. And then afternoon, it started to get a little bit windy and rainy. And then tonight, it was just uh, really just gross, bare, wet, cold night. So ended up turning for the worst, but we had a pretty decent day uh, earlier. Um, other than that, no complaints. Happy to be back. I know we've had, um, we've kind of been on a bi-weekly cadence here or there, touch and go, yep. you know, busy time of the year, but glad to be back and obviously a lot to go over when we miss a week. So excited to be here. Um, I can jump right in. April 22nd is t- tomorrow, Thursday. Pretty, uh, like I like, like I typically say, dynamic or versatile slate of national days a good spread i'll say yeah um it's national earth day i don't know if it's oh. on april 22nd every year but um that was a big one in elementary school typically a big one when you're younger you do the project or you'd watch a movie or whatever um but for me now you know i'm not much of a litter bug or anything like that so a lot of recycling um, happening on that day exactly if you're gonna you know just do your part go the extra mile you know, pick up after yourself, carry in, carry out, recycle. Let's keep our looking nice for a little bit longer while we're all still here. Um, <laughs> National Girl Scout Leaders Day. I Is this I don't the really... Girl Scouts or is this the leaders of the Girl Scouts? That's my question on that. Looks one. like it's the leaders of the Girl Scouts National Day, which is a little bit odd. I'm not going to really, you know going too far in depth into that if you're into the boy scouts or girl scouts you can uh, do your own research on your own time uh national jelly bean day i would say as a kid i used to be pretty big into jelly beans i've fallen off pretty pretty well i'm not a big jelly bean guy much anymore uh don't really you know gun to my head i don't remember the last time i had a jelly bean do you no what about mike and ike's because i've always hated those would you put those in the jelly bean family yeah, I feel like those are the like you sort throw them in a, a glass jar and you okay. let, you let you the mean, family like parties jar go at yeah. it. Yeah, mm. it's like mints. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I but but you know how I am with my mints. Mike and I guy. Yeah, you like your mints. Um, very particular, or peculiar, I'll say. Yeah, uh, I, I don't know. Jelly beans not really my thing, but if they were your thing, tomorrow would be the day to pound down handfuls of them. Uh, National Take Our Daughters and Sons to Work Day or Thursday in April. So if you've got kids, I know where uh, a lot of people are working from home and it's we're still in a pandemic, no less. So I don't know if that's going to happen, but well, that I would mean, be the day to do so. Technically, that is work. So just keep them Technically, home. yeah. Technically, you're already home with them. So, hey, there you go. You already got that one covered. Uh, lastly, National Teach Children to Save Day. Uh, save money, save time, save energy. I don't. That's an incredibly broad. Save a person. Day. Yeah. I don't know what that even means. Uh, I guess it's every April, every year on April twenty second. God knows. I don't know. Financial but, literacy doesn't seem like that. That we need that for a day for the children. I think that one can be 
mocked off TWBLC's official calendar. At yeah, least. we can exonate that for now and uh, and make room for another one because that seems like that's a tad unnecessary. I would agree with you, but yeah, that's the slate for the week. All right, I like it. Well, with that, we'll hop into our normal here and get into. Let's start off with some hate of the week. Let's let's hear what we got for some hate, Drew. What do you have? I'll let you step up onto the tee first here with the honor. Yeah, I mean, so speaking of recycling, I'm going to do some recycling of my own with my hate of the week. It's been something that we talked about probably, probably mid to late summer when we first ramped up the pod last year. Uh, we talked about how a lot of people have probably dealt with it. Um, and a lot of people haven't, but this week I dealt with it for the first time, and that's dealing with the business manager at a car dealership. <laughs> Big purchase this week for your boy. I had to sit with the business manager down at a down the street there. We won't name names, but um, I did have to sit with the gentleman, and he reviewed the different packages with me. You know, had to pretend that I was interested, and then politely decline. Yeah. After he said, uh, you know, everybody gets this package, almost everybody. Yeah, well, not me, buddy. It. And it's like, yeah, you're not going to get me. You you ain't sliding this one by me. No. This ain't my first rodeo. So it's uh, it's one of those things where you sort of have to uh, grin and bear it and, you know, pretend interested and politely decline just given the situation you're in. But not a big fan, and it, it came up for me this week, so I had to, I had to resurface it and recycle it uh, given the circumstances. You know what they should do? They should offer a package where you pay $100 more and you don't have to sit down with that guy. <laughs> You know, like yeah, the, sign, the sign here, and you we'll give you like, exactly yeah, what you, you want. A hundred bucks right now, you can walk out of here, and you don't have to sit with the business manager. Yeah, that, <laughs> that's what I, I would do. That I like that. I think a lot of people do that. Hey, and you're gonna bring in some cash for the business, and, and they're gonna be bringing in another hundred bucks that they wouldn't have been. Maybe I love that idea. Maybe that's the way you got to do it. Is you just talk to the sales guy and be like, "Listen, I'm gonna give you a hundred cash under the table right now. You do not." You did not under any circumstances salute me in with BM. this gentleman. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's like my dad. He he sort of did that without the without the bribery. He said, "Look, if you if you make me sit with the business manager, I'm not purchasing this vehicle today. I'm walking out right now." <laughs> so it's uh you know played bad cop, played hardball, and it worked out for him. But I, I like that thought. Well, with that, I'm gonna piggyback right right on top of you here and car problems. My hate of the week, uh, my the Lexus. I thought it was an oil change thing. The engine got a little loud, Uh-oh. and I said, you know what? Maybe the oil's just not great right now. Went and got an oil change, came back. Same same issue. It's when oh. I accelerate, it's just, you know, you get that, like, buzzing, that loud mm-hmm. sound on the acceleration. I don't know what it is. So I, I think Saturday I'm going to have to bring it back in. Uh, oh, I shit. did find out that the last place I got it at, because this time I went on base, and it's just an oil change, yeah. and they do free tire rotation and stuff which yeah. is easy enough. Uh, they check all your filters. Well, guess what? Goodyear, you know, my maybe up there for some frauds of the week, put my air filters in backwards. So I had to oh. get new air filters uh, because apparently you can't, like, just flip them around because the dirt's on, like, the good side or whatever. What the? Was I Are buying, the same pe- was I the buying same that completely? No, but, yeah, the Goodyear Jamokes uh, have caused problems before, so I'm not going okay. back there. I was gonna say, are those the folks oh. who screwed you before too? Well, no, that was that was the collision and repair place that just had the secretary oh. and yeah, she like, was just management. completely staring you in the wrong. Yeah, yeah just with the whole insurance thing, po- yeah. screwing me, and then the rental car situation. So 
I you've just, had a tough couple of months. It's you've been, been bad. Right it's been bad. I haven't. I really haven't paid for it, but I've paid for it in my mentality. Mental, mental health. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. So. That's a that's a tough one. It seems like you're not catching a break. Hopefully. It's nothing bigger than you uh, think, and the Lexus can hang around. No, you know. Hopefully, it's a simple, quick. Fix. I am preparing myself for a thousand dollar fix on this oh, next one. God, that makes me and sick. And hey, just when I felt like the bank account was getting a little strong, I know it's gonna get struck down by this. Yeah. Well, fingers crossed. Knock on wood. It's not that bad, but definitely keep us updated. Will do. Uh, let's move on to love of the week here. I'll uh, I'll go here and keep it rolling. Yeah, kick us off here. M&M cookie ice cream sandwich. I've been getting it at Publix. I got two boxes, and within three days, the two boxes were gone. And the the box is only four, which is not great, but that means I was averaging, you know, like four a day, two to three a day. I thought you said two. You got two boxes, so that's eight. Three days they were gone. Oh, three days they were gone. Still, that's two to three. That's pretty good numbers. Yeah, I mean, so like, are you like? Let's talk about this for a minute because okay. I, I have some questions. Yeah. So let's say you're eating two to three a day. Even two a day is is a little. That's that's a lot. I mean, let's not let's not get it twisted. So like, typically I would have one maybe like after dinner, like as if I'm sitting on the couch yeah. watching TV or something. Are you mixing one in at lunch or are you doubling up after dinner? How is it how is it so, going? So the first couple of days it was a double up. It was a double up after dinner because one just didn't feel like enough. They're light. Okay. They're like real fluffy. Are light. they like small? Like this probably pretty small, right? They're yeah. not like they're not like uh you know like the, the big ice cream sandwiches. Yeah, they're the big cookie sandwich, like the chocolate okay. chip one, only it's M and M's. Uh so yeah. it's it's not small, that's so for it, sure. Yeah. Uh and well, the next, so the, the the problematic day, I had four in a day. That was lunchtime, two, and then dinner, two, which was bad. And you doubled up twice. Yeah. Yep. But this hey, is I what mean, happens when I get working, groceries. You're working out at a pretty good rate, so you can probably afford to have a couple ice cream sandwiches here yeah, and Yeah, but right? not... not... Not, not four in a day. <laughs> not four in a day. Not even two in a day, you know? Like, that's... I could eat yeah. something healthy instead and and help my body out instead of just what continuously you, torturing it. What do you think is worse? Having a entire, like, cup of Milano's, like, one of the pockets of I had that them? today as well. <laughs> <laughs> That's because the cookie sandwich just ran out, so I had to switch to So you to had to revert else. back to the old reliable. And then okay. I don't even want to mention the fact that there were powdered donuts here as well, but those are Deleted. gone. Deleted? Yeah, those are so gone. So you're just on an absolute rampage. <laughs> So Holy this is what shit. happens is I, I buy all this stuff and I had barbecue Lay's chips and within is it boredom, is it out of boredom? You're, you're yeah, just like, it's huh, with, I think within five days to a week, like all of it's gone. And then I'll go like and a week without it. An... No, I'll go oh, a week without go, it week because so I feel week awful. Week off. You know, you, you feel like bad about what you going ate. On. Yeah. Bi-weekly binge almost. Yeah. So <clears> we gotta, we gotta clean up the diet. The, the working out is there. The diet has a long ways to go. I'll pass off gotcha. the love of the week to you. Yeah, I I don't know if I'm going to beat that. Mine's a little bit simple. Um, everybody can probably relate to it. It's when you wake up in the morning and you just feel exhausted, thinking that it's time to like wake up and start your day. Yeah. You flip over the phone and you see that you have like, you know, half hour, 45 minutes or an hour left before the alarm goes off. And you, yeah. just, you just sort of slouch back over under the covers and you just – you just feel like so 
just content and safe and comfortable and warm. And I just don't think there's a better feeling, honestly. Yeah. Because and to you're so off put when you first wake up. And then it's just like one of those small victories that it just means so much to start the day. To go along with that, it's been I mean, the last couple of weeks I've been I was getting up early, I was doing the the five AM shifts type of deal. Yeah. And I tell you, when Saturday hits and you're in that sleep cycle and you wake up oh. at like you know, seven, eight AM, it feels like you slept in, but you can turn over and sleep till ten AM, it's it's orgasmic. So <laughs> that's a great adjective. So you can do that because if I wake up at eight o'clock, eight o'clock for me, like at this point in my life is sleeping in. Yeah. I would have to take like medication to like go back to bed. Like I, there's yeah. no way that I can sleep for another two hours. I can sleep with the best of them when I <laughs> like, so sometimes I struggle to get to sleep, but yeah. once I'm asleep and I get in it's that over. REM cycle, I mean, it's I, over. you could blind Put me up me. there with the best. Put yeah. you up there with the best. You could blind me with light and I just roll over and go back to sleep. That's impressive. That's not, it's, that's good. It means you get good quality REM sleep, I guess. Yeah, it's not, it's not good when you have to wake up, I'll tell you that much. Not good if you have to wake up, not good if there's like an emergency and your house is on fire or there's a burglar, but otherwise, probably pretty good. Yeah. So, I think we covered that pretty well. Let's move yeah, on. I mean, that's all I got. Let's move on to some stonk talk. And, you know, we were yeah. really down coming into this week. And we were talking all week like, oh, we got to get on the pod because we got to absolutely rip this apart. You were talking about pulling, you know, all of it out, all of it out your, your entire portfolio. Time. And then today happens. Today, another great day in the stocks for, yeah. for me personally, I know for you. And it gets you back to like, we had three losing days in a row and i feel like today put me right back up to where those three losing days didn't really matter yeah and i for me i'm at a point where like i think we both know that eventually we're going to get back to that b word that we say eventually you know like i don't think we're we're as concerned about that for me it's honest to god more about like just getting back in the green like after those three days or four days or whatever it is of grinding in the red every time you check yep you wake up and you get that consistent green day throughout that day and you feel like a million bucks it makes the victories that much better that much sweeter if you're grinding for them after three four five six days of just all red loss um especially the disappointment on 420 yeah hashtag blaze it with the old doge dog coin uh hysteria that was basically a failure yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, like Are you, you out, said, did you sell your dough? Yeah, I just, I, I'm, I'm honestly over the hype. I just, and I only have like 70 shares. Like, so next time it goes down, I'm going to really gear up and probably throw a, a hefty chunk at it. But, um, I'm back at my baseline of, or sorry, B word, excuse me, of, <laughs> of the portfolio without, without the doge. But yep. like I said, the, the four five, six day losses, it makes the green days that much sweeter and that's where we stand at the end of the day so no complaints i am very salty at myself when i had the doge back at like six thousand shares at like i don't know like four cents or something like that yeah and i sold for a couple of hundred and it just sucks because you look at it now and you're like man i could have what uh quadrupled five times my money type of deal which would have been 
would have been great. And Alex Dahmer in our group is is one of those guys who stuck through it. Congrats to him. I am on his wavelength now of I just dumped a, a $500 deposit into it. And I said, you know what? That money's gone. Don't look at it for a couple of years. Completely gone. Yeah, it's just... I like that attitude. I, I got to start thinking more long game. You know how I get. I got a short leash yeah. on everything, basically. And I get trigger happy. You you and your father in our, in our little text. I should just delete the app is what I should do. You guys, <laughs> you guys get... Delete the app for you. You yeah. guys get real chatty when it, when it's a bad day <laughs> bad for day. Neo. And you guys are... <laughs> yeah, a couple are... days, we start... We start getting nervous and sweating yeah. it up. You're railing on Neo, and Neo, you know, kind of hanging around that high 30s, low 40s mark, and it's just, it's not horrible. Like, it's not great. Yeah. It's not when it was the 50s, 60s mark. Yeah, back but in the glory days. It, it has steadied, and they're just waiting on some good news for some earnings reports. So we'll see how it goes. That'll wrap up some stonk talk. Let's keep the good vibes going fi- Almost a 5% day today. We need a couple of those. We need a couple of those because I don't want to say it, but I did tell you yesterday at one point I was down 10K from the heights of the great stock market that was like December of 2020. Nothing like it. Nothing like December. And I think it was, I think we had a little push in February too where things were, Yeah. business was booming yep. for a little bit there. So yeah, you don't know what you got till it's gone. We'll get back. We'll be back. We'll be back soon. Let's hop into some sports. We can discuss some masters because we haven't discussed since our picks. No. And we got we got some good takes on the masters. And I'll start it off with saying I did get a uh, text from Irish Mike, Michael Doherty, my old college roommate. And he said, you guys called Lee Westwood right on the nose. Missed cut. We did say, you know, he seems to have been running too hot, a little... Icarus status, too close to the sun, and he just peated right out at the Masters. Big event, never won a major, old guy. I think all the all that added up to the MC for him. We do have to mention Hideki Matsuyama winning the Masters, the first Japanese-born player, or the first even Asian-born player to win the Masters, which is incredibly cool. Fantastic. And we got to talk through some of the decisions because... Seven shot lead at one point coming into the back nine. You know, he birdies 13 after Xander kind of stuffs one and is putting a little pressure on him. Uh, but Xander misses the eagle putt because that would could have been a little turning point if he makes par and Xander makes eagle there. I, he goes to par 14 and then we get to the 15th hole. 15th hole. How many? I think he was up, what, three strokes at this point, I believe. Yeah, because he ends up making no, he's up four strokes at this point. I was point. gonna say four. He makes I bogey and Xander myself. makes birdie, and then it's a two shot lead going into sixteen. So what happens here is he's got, I think it said two hundred and forty or two hundred fifty yards into the fifteenth hole downhill. So playing probably only two twenty ish carry, I guess two twenty five. He's got a long iron out. Problem with that long iron is. If you pull the long iron just a hair, it goes long. And if it if you go long in that green with how firm the course was playing all week long, I mean, you saw the bounce that it got off the back of that green. It just absolutely rockets, and there's water 30 yards, 45, yeah. 40 yards behind the green. Yeah. And that is the absolute 
worst place you can go when it comes to the water on that hole. Like that's the only place you could miss that yeah. you'd be like, all right, we just brought double bogey into play. So with that said, decision point here, if you're the caddy there on the bag, four shot lead, what's your, what are you, what are you kind of telling them there? I guess. Are you saying before that shot to avoid something like that or now? trying to yeah do you agree with going for it do you agree with laying up and trying to take a wedge in four shot lead four holes to play i so it's a loaded question Kerb. because i think i golf is a different beast i think by nature i am more conservative but in that position after going on that run how do you just how do you dial it back? You know, I can't, it, it's, it's tough. How do you like, cause to get to that point, the, to get to that position that he's in, you're not playing it safe. You're not playing it conservative. Yeah. I think it's all, tough. I think every day before that he had done the same thing and went for the green. So that's what I'm saying in that position. It's tough to just say, okay, you know, at this, I'm just going to change my, my, not my, I guess not my approach, but my, uh, my thought process, but, I don't know. Like you're the golf guy. I want to hear if you're in his shoes, what are you doing? I know it's tough because hindsight's twenty twenty. Yeah. And I know it eventually didn't end up really coming back to bite him in the ass, but um, still, it, it made things interesting for the viewers. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, it did. Uh, I know we were texting in that group and we were we were buzzing. So fifteenth hole, if you do lay up there, it is not an easy wedge shot. Uh, if you think back to when Tiger won in twenty nineteen. Francesco Molinari had a wedge shot from, I don't know, 80, 90 yards down on the left portion of the fairway and actually left it short, dunked it in the water. I believe he hit a tree down there too. Uh, but the the difficulty of that shot is usually when the pin is either front right or it is a front leftish one because then you can get too cute it spins if you hit it too short it, it'll spin right off that front of that green and back into that water and then you're looking at a massive number mm-hmm. so that's the the pro of him going for it takes the short water out of play the con to that is i think he hit a, at least a four iron it was it was a low iron there that that thing is not coming off with a ton of spin if you don't hit it absolutely perfect high in the air. And with that, you got to take into consideration the conditions of that week being firm that, you know, if you hit the green and this is probably what he's trying to do. If he lands it on the green there, it's not going to hold the green. It's going to roll over, but he knows he has a, an easy little par. But with that pin, I would say at that point, if you're just playing for par, because if you hit that green, it rolls all the way over. That chip that he had up that hill to that back pin uh, would have been kind of similar. He would have been a lot closer, but it's extremely challenging to get it close for a good birdie opportunity without risking going back across the green into the water, uh, which we saw earlier in the week from players chipping on a front right pin. So with all that said, if you if the decision there is like playing for the par, I just don't see why you don't lay up and hit the wedge because where that pin was, there was really no, you know, 
risk to go in the water because you could land at 15 feet short and it's not going to spin all the way back and come back into the water. So mm-hmm. with that all said, I would have laid up four shot lead because best case he lands it back right of the green or middle right of the green and it rolls all the way off the back. Still a pretty tough little chip secures the par easy. Nice. I think the security of the par is extremely easy when you go wedge wedge as well. But with that said, he hit an, a fantastic fourth shot uh, to get it back all the way up on that hill where he could then just two putt it down for his bogey. Then to move on to the 16th hole, then this is where it gets interesting. Xander now only down two shots. 16th hole is a funnel pin, back left pin, par three. 10 yards to the right you can go of that pin, and you can probably go about, I don't know, you could land it anywhere from 10 to five yard, ten yards short to five yards long, so like a 15-yard gap, depending on the shot shape you play, if you're going to try to get it to spin and stop or if you're going to kind of bounce one in and let it release. Mm-hmm. This is where I have a problem with the post-interview on this one because he says he absolutely flushed it and they just got the club wrong, right? Mm-hmm. That ball came up. 10 yards short, at least, of where it needed to be. Professional caddies and players, when they hit it perfectly, are never that far off, in my opinion. And I know Dottie Pepper said on the telecast there was, you know, a possibly a gust of wind or something like that. We didn't see a gust of wind the last two hours of the telecast. So if that happened, that's insanely unlucky, but I have a feeling Dottie was just saying that because it came up so woefully short. Also, people are like, oh, yeah, but he went right at the pin. Like, that's, like, perfect. Five yards right of that pin is perfect because then you get it to funnel down and you actually have a chance of it, like, making a hole-in-one. We've seen many holes-in-ones there on Sunday uh, every single year. There's at least one usually. So that also tells me maybe he towed it a little or, or just pulled it and didn't hit it exactly like he wanted to. And that's what frustrates me is because like, I just don't believe the post post round interview of like, I hit it. You you wish he was just being more. I wish he was a little more owning it a little bit more. Yeah. Or a little like angered about it, pissed off about it because if he puts that on and makes birdie and now it's say a one shot league going into 17 and 18, that is like, talk about, massive momentum as we talk like to about call old, it talk about old mo old yeah. mo like she's kind the yeah. the odds completely shift there yeah. hideki only ends up winning by one shot over uh will zalatoris so yeah it was just a peculiar post-round interview of like happy-go-lucky like you know i hit the shot i wanted to and yeah i guess exactly. if that's the case yeah and you can so live bad. with it but yeah. i just i'm not buying it you're not buying it. That's the, that's so you're to wrap it up. His entire approach, your response is just the uh, Real Housewives chick. Is yeah, Real Housewives or whatever the the the, the gif of the woman. Yeah, I'm not that's buying. That's perfect. It. I love that. And Kenzie and Tyler Knigs, 
both kind of, you know, sniffing his jockstrap, being like, oh, he said he didn't hit it good, and it sounded great on the television, blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, come on, guys. If it was anybody, and Xander's a very likable player on tour. If it was a Patrick Reed, somebody who's hated, if it was a Bryson, people would be ripping him apart, saying it was was nerves, you know, what a horrible shot, blah, blah, blah. It's because people like Xander, they want to then tend to believe him in a scenario where I think the evidence points to not believing that. Hey, you got a fair argument. I'll give you that. So with that said, the Masters week was fantastic. Will Zalatoris, congrats on a great week. What a uh, first Masters. First Masters Holy from man. comes in second. And, you know, Spieth, good showing. It got a little yeah. top 10 out of him. I was happy. I would have liked to have seen a better Saturday because he actually had a, a solid Sunday where he could have contended if he didn't lose so many shots Saturday afternoon. And with that said, that's the Masters. I got nothing else on the, the golf side of things. I like to tune out the two weeks after the Masters, and I think this is now, yeah, this is the second week. The Zurich Classic, it's a team event. Nobody's going to watch it. It'll have horrible ratings. Uh, We'll tune back in around the PGA Championship uh, at Kiwa come May. Beautiful, beautiful coverage. I think on my end, I don't have a ton. I know um, a couple noteworthy pieces, I think. The Red Sox starting off 0-3. Going in an absolute tear. I believe they're now, what are they, 12 and 5 or something. They're in first place. Yankees are in last place in the division. So not a better situation to be in currently, regardless of the time of year. Bruins and Celtics are making little runs. We're getting towards the spring, towards the playoff push for winter sports. So uh, just happy to be here. I know last year there was a unfortunate interruption with covid and we ended up having to play those out in the mid to late summer but it's uh you know we're getting back to that mid to late spring playoff push so yes. couldn't be excited couldn't be more excited to to see that approaching uh intramural is coming back to herbert field which is nice to see i i've been waiting to try to get a little softball in again okay uh, may 7th is when the deadline is i think the season kicks off like may may 10th or something like that so i'm excited there i want to throw a, i want to throw a stat to you uh on the boston sports teams because i think we were all in a little sour mood since the patriots we last season and all the teams seem to have been struggling at the same time. Yeah. I'm trying to think of the game that I watched. I watched the Bruins Saturday, Saturday matinee, I believe, uh, versus the Caps, or was that Sunday? Sunday, but so, holy shit. So that was Sunday. 22 of 24, uh, Bruins, Celtics, Red Sox were victories, Uh combined which is a hell of a little stretch for probably That's incredible a two-week period uh, given so, what we had been saying about two weeks ago on the last pod probably yeah i think we were ripping oh, everybody apart and they got they got a little fire lit under their ass by twblc so a, a good run yep. let's keep it going boys let's keep it going let's keep shitting on <laughs> exactly <laughs> well that'll wrap up the sports talk here uh let's move on to a fraud of the week. Let's go with fraud of the weeks first. Mine, I sent you this on either Instagram or Twitter. 
crocodiles, yeah. alligators, however, oh, whatever I, you want to call in. them. I'm all in. Did you see the the social media posts floating around, literally floating yep. around, of this alligator swimming? <laughs> and his it's outrageous it's like he's standing up underneath the water and then the the yeah. head's just motoring flat as if he's laying on his stomach it, it doesn't add up to me i completely agree i'm gonna i'm gonna lean into you i'm not gonna steal your your crock fraud elite but i'm gonna fully support it and hop aboard the bandwagon and say that it is shocking to me to see that because for the longest time i don't know why i thought that they like slither in the water like they do on land yeah super fast and all like stealth and badass if that's really how they swim underwater like floating all awkwardly like that that's one of the most fraudulent things i've ever seen and really it changes my whole view on like a crocodile so and the thing that i am like pondering because i've heard this before a little stat for you uh 20 miles per hour water speed that they can get up to swimming so there's that's not true there's just zero chance that that alligator is like every other alligator swimming because right there's no way you can go 20 miles an hour in that posture maybe he was just vibing like maybe that wasn't maybe we caught him at a bad time yeah (laughs) because that there's no way that he can get up to 20 miles an hour running like ripping through the water like that that is he's in no rush that's a sunday that's a sunday stroll type of vibe that that he was on he was in no rush and you know you may think they're slow on land but they can reach up to 35 miles per hour. That is horrifying. Which to me, Drew, is... That means I'm I'm done if I ever... That's that's fraudulent. I mean, have we ever seen an alligator run that fast on land? There's not even a video out there. Did you say 30 miles an hour? 35. That's outrageous. It says, though they are known to tire quickly, but... I haven't seen an alligator move more than like a mile per hour on land, like a little, a little yeah. mosey. That's it. And, and, and to your point, they're not running like that for five minutes. Like, I feel like they're running for like that for like 20 seconds and they're burnt out. Yeah, but 20 seconds at 35, they'll catch anybody in the world. They're, they're catching yeah. Usain Bolt. Yeah, that's a good point. There's no way that, a, that an alligator is beating Usain Bolt in a race. When's the last like time you've heard of an alligator killing somebody too? I feel like I'm setting myself up for a big Jonah here. Yeah, like I don't like the way this is going. <laughs> but, I don't like where this is going. You know, our golf course on base has a bunch uh, of alligators, and I I didn't see There's got to be alligator deaths out there. I, th- I feel like they kill more puppies and cats and stuff and house pets from negligent owners down south than humans. Yeah. I mean, it's got to be when you're in the water. There can't be a lot of land ones, right? I doubt there's... I'm taking the under on 50 all-time land deaths from alligator attacks. Aver- That's my bold take. Average annual croc or alligator death per year in the United States, one, one death per year. So here's the thing too that we need to focus on. That video was of crocodiles, and I still don't know the difference between an alligator and. Croc. No, I think they're the same thing. I have no idea. Is it just the different name? They're they're different. Can I... you tell me tell me what the difference is? I, it's got to be something so small and minute that it is doesn't matter. Is one a matter, man right? and one a woman? Is like one a girl and one a boy? I don't know. Here it is. To distinguish the two, alligators have a more U-shaped snout, while crocodiles have a more pointed or V-shaped one. In addition, alligators are black, while crocodiles are usually a lighter grayish brown. 
okay, that doesn't really help me at all. No, no. I mean, that just sounds like a color difference. Yeah, color and slight shape of snow, which I am not identifying. I think that chalks it up to just be the same thing in my mind. Maybe the distinction itself is fraudulent to me because I don't see much difference personally. Yeah, yeah. Well, I know you have a fraud of the week, so we'll let you get to that one. That was my fraud of the week. That was I have it written down. I had to cover it. I didn't want to say a thunder, but I'm fully on board because when I saw that video, I was I thought to myself, there's no way that this is how they all swim. They're not hunting people like this. They're not hunting their their meals like this. That's ridiculous. So something's up. I'm gonna get to the bottom of it, but they're they're my fraud of the week too. So duel. Duel F O T W this week. Crocodile and alligators. Well, then I will hand it off to you for Drew's dad joke instead. Brought to you by Gloucester Gear. It's uh we're getting warm out, folks. Spring is approaching. We got summer right on the horizon. Go get yourself some Gloucester Gear. I believe it's GloucesterGear.com. Plenty of merch for all shapes and sizes, ages, genders, whatever, etc. Everybody. Here goes nothing. My wife asked me to go get six cans of Sprite from the grocery store. I realized when I got home that I picked up... Oh, I messed it up. <laughs> Keep going. This is unfiltered, unedited. My... <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. My wife asked me to go get six cans of Sprite from the grocery store. I realized when I got home that I picked seven up. Oh, that's so bad. It's like is... seven up Sprite. Yeah. But like pick seven up. It, like seven it might have been okay like... if you didn't butcher it Completely the first time. Butcher the, the entire hook of the joke. Yeah. With a punch on, sir. Um, yeah. Screwed that one up, but pretty witty one. You know, classic play on words, which I try to lean into each week. So there you go. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, not awful. We'll <laughs> We'll take it. And we will move on. Do we have anything else left before we get to the quote here uh, to wrap the show? Uh, let me look really quick. I'm just looking through my um, through my because usually I take screenshots of stuff that I want to talk about. Well, if you do think of something, I will wrap up the the show here because I'm not going to have to do any editing to this, which is quite nice. So this one comes from Angela Lee Duckworth. In quote, grit is living life like it's a marathon, not a sprint. That's incredible. We love grit. We're big grit people. We love grinding. We love grit. We love the unrelenting attitude that comes with that. Oh, and here's I think yeah, and here's another fraud. I have to mention this fraud okay, because yeah. grit actually sparked my my keen interest in this because Julian Edelman, uh, very gritty, definitely falls under so. the grit category, but 100%. is my fraud of the week as well. Uh, because Julian, Edelman's your fraud of the Julian week. Edelman is my fraud of the week because I see a trend happening with his little taglines that he likes to do for his merch and his JE11 stuff. This Foxborough Forever thing is clearly a spinoff from Friday Night Lights Texas Forever. Yes, definitely. I, and, I actually got that vibe as well. 
and I just don't appreciate it because now this feels like it feels like every slogan he does is is a spinoff. Like it's, it's recycled. It started like eleven TB twelve. Like yeah, and it started sort of with pre all... well with Prez's uh, one bite. Everybody knows the rules, and then he did the stupid one nibble. One nibble. Everybody, everybody knows the law. law. Yeah, like it's just yeah. it's it's cheap. It's not original. I just hate it. He's just trying to recycle too much. You think too fast. He's trying to get everything. Yeah. Yeah. So fraud. We need, we need organic, all natural, brand new, never seen before Edelman content. That's what we need in branding. Yeah, and until, that's what we're asking, Jules. That's uh, what we. That's all we need. Until that's then, Jules. Until then, Jules, you're on the fraud list. There it is. All right, that'll wrap up the show here. And as always, our guy who has been crushing it on. Spotify or what's the other one? SoundCloud, Music, I believe. SoundCloud, yeah. is it? He got 10K a couple of times on a couple of his remix songs. Pat Unreal. from last year playing us out. What's for lunch? T double BLC. Stay in your seat. What's for lunch today? Sazits. Brown bag, brown bag. The Brown Bag Lunch Crew.